black, white, and mixed. Black, white, black, white, and mixed. Black, white, and mixed. Come on, black, 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 and black, 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 white, and mixed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black, White, and Mixed, a podcast about race and culture in America. We are recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. I am your host, Doug Ogden, and I am here with my friends, Brandon Johnson. What's good? And Kenny Roberts. He called us friends. Uh, we're friends. He we're called friends. Us friend. Man, I told myself I was never going to sing on this show. Mm, but you did it. I'm so proud of you. I might have done it before. I'm so proud of you. I don't think I've ever heard you sing. No. I, I it's not either. good. I haven't either. It wasn't bad. Thank you. Uh, what is that song? I'm a friend uh, of God. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what. That's how uh, good it was. You guys didn't recognize what, what, what I was version of it. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it when was, I was so good that we just didn't recognize it. That's what it was. Israel Houghton mm. ain't got mm. nothing on you. Uh, on nothing me. on you, huh? Um, ain't nothing. That was mm. Brandon. See, Brandon can sing. And yeah, Kenny can sing. Brandon Kenny was in chorus i was in show choir show choir choir. acapella choir gospel choir and ohio all-state choir wow ohio whoa (laughs) we did it i don't um everyone does it have we're in the same room we're in the same room we are in the same room at this table together at this table sitting out at different uh appropriate ends stations yep we well i i this is my house yes I do sanitize. Theater of the I mind. I like to call right. this I the Gracewood Studio. I like it. I like that. I yeah. like it. I hope to change the garage into a studio fairly yeah. soon. So we don't have to keep turning. We don't have to keep unplugging and plugging things in, and we'll have. So if anybody wants to donate towards that, yep. And this is a perfect opportunity to talk about our not sponsor today. It is uh, <laughs> <laughs> BetterHelp. <laughs> Excellent, excellent people. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, um, they ha- they are like We've never talked about it before. So <laughs> We've they never are excellent. They are excellent in this time before. of crisis. If you are trying to to work through your white privilege, your white fragility, so to speak, uh, go or ahead and call. Or, or your black trauma. Black trauma. Yeah. Uh, daddy issues. I don't have those. Or have I talked m- about my dad on this podcast? <laughs> or I don't think so. We've never mentioned anything. We've never it. mentioned your father. If you have to talk about anything in this very real and difficult time, reach out to BetterHelp. BetterHelp, please hit us up. Hit us up at uh, <laughs> Black White Mix Twitter. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really love these shameless plugs that we're doing for somebody that's not even sponsored. We're not us. getting any money from them. We get at absolutely. All. We just believe in it. One day, look, the reading. The, well, because honestly, it's, I don't even get, think that's how that works. Reads, and it's going to be basically the same. I don't Listen, think that's how that works. Ad reads? You, it's it's yeah. like it's like speaking a speaking a sponsorship into existence. I am. That yeah, my, no, I mom, think that works. my mom always said that you speak good things into existence. If you want it to happen, you got to speak it into existence. Mm. Do I believe that? <laughs> I'm not Wait, theater, I'm not theater, I'm theater of the minds. He just did like a Kanye shrug type thing with like one hand. I don't do Brandon Kanye doesn't do anything like Kanye, <laughs> and he is offended that you would associate <laughs> him oh, with well, that well, man. Excuse me. Listen, I want to know why we don't hear sponsorships for like normal everyday products, like I w- like Twix. Like, why aren't there podcast ads for Twix <laughs> candy bars? Huh? Because they're on TV. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Yeah, the Twix. Yeah, remember it's they did the big left and right mix. thing. Twix. Yeah, Twix. Ooh, wow. Right. I don't remember that? No, but then they did the big left and right thing where they said that like the left Twix was, that was different. I, than okay, the right okay, Twix. okay. Wait, 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 wait. I, can I, we can we stop and talk about how dumb of a promotion that was? Why? 
I feel like Mars bars is making absolutely dumb things no anyway, daggone so. sense whatsoever. I mean, they're not different. They're both chocolate bars, right? Right. It's, yeah. yeah. So cookie, why would you cookie bar? But why when would they you label them left and right, when they when you buy like the bag, they individually wrap them and they label them left and right. But what Recently. I have learned. Huh? Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if yeah. you're a true Democrat or a true Republican, you'll throw the other one out. Like, if Well, you could get the only right. left and you could, you could get it be like, you could get a left only bag. A left only and a right only bag. Are you bag. serious? Yeah. That was part I of the thing. I feel like that's like simply they were, they were trying to make division. you choose. But here's, here's, the, here's the problem. Like, and I learned this. I'm dead serious. I learned this with intense research. Each bag did not have an equal number of left and right because I'm. There's only two. A little bit OCD. No, 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 like a big, like a three-pound bag of Twix. Did you count them? Are you talking about like the mini? The yes, mini yes, bars? yes, the mini ones. Okay. That's I would buy them in bulk. That's how I buy candy. That's true. And Can I would consume them one at a time. Left, right, left, right. Sometimes I go left, Are you right, serious? right, left. Of course. I'm not a psychopath. Oh, I'm not going to eat two okay, lefts so when and they were, a single I see. right. When they were doing the okay, when they were doing the big promotion, you're <laughs> I like saying how that's yes. The, okay. That's the definition of a psychopath. I was so confused. If you eat, if no, you I was going to say this man's a psychopath because they all only come with two. So what are you talking about? There's different. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the rice. big bag at the grocery of store, like and they're individually one. wrapped. Yes. yes. Okay. But they like say your bag has like a total of. Uh, I don't know how many candy bars, but it would be like 33 right and 31 left, and that is insane. So, so who's like, packaging you, these bags? Do you would do you the be a, like, where are you upset about it? Clearly, because I'm eating them one at a time to get some, you know. And so, what do you do with the last two? Some balance. I was looking for balance in my Twix consumption. So, what do you do with the last two? They robbed me of it. Do you want to know what I do with the last two? I would love to. I threw them them away. Are you serious? Absolutely. I'm not going to eat too? a different amount of left and right Twix bars. Do you turn the sound to like a like an even number? Like, are you one of those? Or like it has to be even, okay. but okay. it has to be your TV like you volume is on 21, we can't be friends. 21. Or so 17. Anyone? Or 34. <laughs> so It's so fives and zeros all the way up and down. Fives and zeros. Fives and zeros. Like okay. 25 or 30. Like it has to end in a five or a zero. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I get I'm going to get back on Zoom. Y'all can. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Bruh. seriously. We haven't. I don't think we've so, ever recorded. So back to that better help. <laughs> That's true. No, we never do. Back never to that it. better help. Uh-huh. Better help. If y'all want to help somebody better, I have a perfect person for you Ooh. right now. We put somebody on blast. You. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You with all that Twix stuff, deal bro. With your Twix Listen, and your man. fives and zeros. What about like sidewalks? Do y'all like? Nope. I you don't, don't do think any. about where you step. I walk on sidewalks. You don't think about like where you step, like two steps in each square, and then stay away from the crack. I skip. You skip the crack. I once saw a man. I once saw a homeless man start to skip don't. bottle, right to the dome. Are you quoting something? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I threw it. He can't be happier than me. I hope one person gets that. It's okay. uh, that's uh, Daniel Tosh. Okay. I think it was his first. Oh, one. or his first like major like statement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Dan Tosh that well. See, when I was growing up, they would say, don't step on the crack or, or you'll break your mother's, break your mother's back. back. So I avoided the crack, and my mom still died. I somehow knew it was coming. <laughs> like, I knew that this is what it was going to be as soon as you started talking about it. And yet, I still allowed you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are we keep it on this. <laughs> of course we are. Yeah. This whole thing has been building to that. So that's all I wanted to say tonight. Wow. That's all I got. Wow, we just, we literally just lost everybody who is like Man. built with us over the past. 
Yeah. So like eight weeks. This is the first time in like seven episodes we've been in the same room. It so is, and I think I we're think, just getting all this silliness. I think we're getting it out of our systems here. Wow. Well, well so what is today? Today's to Tuesday. Today is uh, Tuesday. So then it's been two days since our last heavy thing. Yep. And our first. Well, I guess not our first. We saw each other on Saturday, which yep. was kind of the first time that we had been in the same room. Yeah, Kenny and Doug have been wor- uh, work together and the, yep. they work at the same spot, so they get to see each other fairly regularly. But it's the first time that all three of us right got to see each other, which was on Saturday, and then Sunday, we went to a massive protest. Yes, we did. Greensboro, Greensboro rising. We did. Greensboro hashtag Greensboro hashtag rising. Greensboro rising. Yep. Uh, it was a peaceful protest, and uh, and ultimately. It helped lift uh, our the curfew that had been uh, on the uh, the city for almost like a week. Five, almost a week. Yeah. Five, six days. About six days. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on the protest? I mean, we were. It was. It was very peaceful. Uh, there was very little police presence, even. And I. Right. I mean, you know, as a as a white dude, I'm. Uh, not as uh, vulnerable, you know what I mean, to the... Bro, my head was on the swivel. Was it? Okay. See, that's yes. interesting yeah. you say that. I'm glad you said yeah. that because I was going to say, like, even even being aware and knowing that um, in a lot of places around this country, uh, protests have not gone necessarily all that smoothly and there have been uh, violence and there has been uh, rioting and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I did not feel at all like it was getting to that or escalating to that. Mm. The people in Greensboro... Um, were, I mean, very, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say things that makes it seem like other people are bad for when it does escalate because it's not always on the people. And if it does escalate, I understand because you're angry and you're upset. And so I understand the times where you, where it might escalate. Well, and it did yeah. escalate on Tuesday um, of last Here? week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there were several people arrested. That's right. There was some additional damage and stuff done downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was pretty minimal looting, but, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, that's – Tuesday happened, and that's why we had the curfew. Right. Um, but then Sunday's Sunday's protest was massive. Right. But mm-hmm. what I just say all that a to lot say, of like, there. my head was on the swivel. Yeah. I was looking for police. Yeah. I was looking for white people who think they police. Right. I was looking for. Uh, what was that one dude I told you about? White lives matter people. Right. Which I I f- I, I could have sworn I heard a white lives matter chant. Really. Outside of the protest, like across the street. Wow. And so interesting. Yeah, my I feel head like was definitely on the swivel. Yeah, I was, I was like trying to check for it, and if I would like hear commotion, I would like try to look over that way and see what was going on. You know what I mean? Because at any point, I thought like, I don't know if the police or some people are going to roll up on this on this thing. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was kind of aware of that as well. But I just say that like even walking by the police officers. Like, it didn't seem like people were super on edge. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so it felt, it always, I shouldn't say always felt like that, but for the most of part, it felt like it was going to remain peaceful. It was, it was mm-hmm. very respectful. Um, it was very organized, the people that it put it together. It was very organized. Like, I want to give a shout out to all the organizers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They had a plan. I mean, it was, like, so well done. Oh, I mm-hmm. mean, they had people giving out water. They had medics. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, other like, protests had that, but it right. was, like, like I felt cared, I felt cared for. Right. Yeah, yep, that's great. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I felt cared for. All yep. the people out there, they were like giving out encouragements. Make sure you're drinking water. Make sure you, you know, like we're 
They had. We uh, care about. I want to shout out. Yeah, I don't know who this brother so was, but he was going through and he was thanking people he for was, being yeah. there, like dapping everyone, white yeah. or black. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like giving air hugs. That's right. You know, maintaining social distance, but definitely like I don't know if he, I don't know if he was one of the organizers or what, but he was he was just thanking people for for being there and supporting. You know, and I like that was heartwarming to me. It was, yeah, it was really cool. He made know? multiple passes. I yeah. mean, he oh, was yeah. like really oh, yeah. trying to thank everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he was he was he was genuine. Yeah, you know, and just was really uh, appreciative of people being there. You know, there there was, um, you know, a large number of of white people there in mm-hmm. addition to black people, which mm-hmm. was which was really cool to see. Um, you know, you know, white people coming in and supporting as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and. You know, I mean, like I said, you don't know everybody's, you know, motives or anything like that. Sure. But, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's being naive to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know. And I mean, and, and not in the, you know, and like I said, I, I think you, you, you want to think the best of people, right? You know, I recognize that, you know, honestly, I believe everybody has you know, prejudice in their heart, you know, and I think there are a lot of people who are just absolutely, you know, clueless of their privilege in this country, you know, but, you know, I think that's a a good first step at least, you know, um, to see the turnout. Yeah. To see the turnout. And I mean, you're, you're, you're joining in and you're getting action. Now I do want to, I do want to say, you know, that it doesn't stop there. You know, right. it's not like, oh, right. snap, you know, I, I I protested, you know, I was out there with all my, you know, black brothers and sisters and, you know, it, you know, and so it, it, it doesn't stop there, you know, like this is where, where the work continues. That's a, a first step. Right. You yeah, know, and that's beginning. a, that's a good, um, a good way to, to express and proclaim, hey, I'm standing Along with my my uh, my black my BIPOC you know and brown uh, black indigenous people of color yeah word up BIPOC word up I I would not have guessed that I don't keep up on them PC terms but <laughs> just <laughs> a helpful helpful acronym I'm I'm digging it uh, but yeah you know it's you know it's the first step and so yeah and you know it it doesn't it doesn't stop there so be be encouraged you know way to go. You know, yep. great job. I'll t- I'll tell you where to go. Great job, because honestly, you're probably not gonna hear that um, anywhere else. So just take this one and make it a blanket. You know, good job if you're looking for that. Even and though we've said the exact opposite in other <laughs> in other podcasts, where it's like it's not just one. <laughs> don't take don't take it from one black <laughs> black folk, <That's> right? right. <laughs> and That's believe right. that it <laughs> that they stand or or speak for everybody. But in this, but instance, you're not. You're just speaking for yourself. Yeah, I'm just speaking for myself. You're saying thank you. I'm and saying now thank you and way to go. Get to work. Now it's time to get to work. Right. Now get out and vote. So, ooh, get out. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of um, uh, cool signs. In fact, one that you just uh, like. Somebody had, you know, your voice is your vote or your vote is your voice or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There were people there, like, registering people to vote, yep. um, mm-hmm. to get registered. Yep. Um, they were passing out a sign-up sheet to, like, uh, get the newsletter. Right. Um, it, it really felt like it wasn't just, like, a, 
show up and leave. And, you know, they, they really oh, no. wanted to make it possible for people who want to get involved to be involved. Right. And that was super encouraging. Right. Um, because for a lot of people, I think um, some of this is new. A lot of this is new. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they might be organizing for the first time, or protesting for the first time, or right. caring about these things for the first time. Yeah. And For better I, or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, – Naturally, because of the news cycle and and the way uh, humanity works, uh, there is a natural tendency to sort of uh, move on, <laughs> even if change mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And I think we as white people have to be very careful of that. This is not a fad. This is not something to uh, just hop on the bandwagon because it's cool right now. Like this stuff matters and we can't uh, let go or slow down until real change happens. Right. And I think for those um, – the folks who organized it and set the whole thing up to give people so many avenues and options to get involved and find more information was, was super cool. Yeah. Um, the two, there were two really powerful moments that I wanted to mention real quick. Both were in the March, which I think was my favorite part. Yeah, um, absolutely. It was, I mean, down the, down Elm street in mm. Greensboro, it was powerful. People were chanting. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, people were parked like the, the streets were kind of, the streets were kind of open until we started marching. And then, People were like stopped so we could walk through, and there were thousands of people walking through, mm-hmm. so it was more than a few minutes. And they were hanging out their cars and honking yeah. and waving, and they had yep. some signs that they brought, like even mm. though they weren't margin, you know. So uh, it felt very unifying in that mm-hmm. moment. It was a great thing. But but two things: one, we walked right by the International Civil, Civil Rights Museum that's on Elm Street, which is where the AT4 did the sit-ins in, in 1960 and um, World War's counter and all that. So that was a, a powerful moment just to walk by there. 60 years later and just yeah, kind man. of feel this like i don't know like not to be too like hyper spiritual about it but it was it was like a powerful moment oh, um, as we as we walked by there um and then secondly there was a kid holding a sign that said uh dear tamir rice i'm turning 12 next week uh. and i just like burst into tears man it was uh. such a powerful moment because uh, this young black kid uh, knows the name Tamir Rice because he's a, a, a martyr and a, 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 a murdered child in, in this, um, I don't know, new civil rights movement, really. Um, <clears throat> and to see that sign and to look at that kid in the face uh, was, mm. was very emotional. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, it was just a powerful moment. Yeah, no, to totally. Those, that those is two powerful. Things. Totally. Yeah, I think being downtown and... Uh, you know, seeing all of the uh, the buildings boarded up, uh-huh. right? And but then seeing Woolworths. the artwork, but but not Woolworths, right? Yeah, I, but not Woolworths, I like that. Yeah. but not Woolworths. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, seeing all of the artwork, um, like there, and it's it's man, it's so cool. There is so much power in in artistic expression, totally. Um, and seeing. You know, different businesses allowing um, the artwork, you know, allowing, you know, and whether it's, you know, self-preservation, you know, and it's like, all right, I'm going to stand with these, you know, so that, uh, you know, my building don't get ransacked or whatever, you know, like whether it's self-preservation or whatever, you know, it's it's beautiful to see them allowing people to, um, to add artwork, you know, um, and just walking down and seeing like these different murals and seeing just so much promotion of, um, 
you know, Black Lives Matter, so much promotion of, um, you know, uh, you know, tackling the injustice in this country and, and changing the trajectory, um, you know, promoting unity, you know, promoting equality, you know, um, we drove through and it was, it was hilarious because my wife wanted to drive through and it was, it was not the most opportune time because I, um, I think I had just gotten off work and like by that time, our five month old is like, yo, what's good? I've been up all day. I'm ready to go to bed, <laughs> you know, and like either feed me or put me to sleep. All right. You know? And so we was like, ah, I think we could do it, you know? <laughs> Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm a little skeptic. I was like, eh, I don't know about this, you know, but she's like, ah, I think we can do it. So we get in there and he just starts screaming, you know what I'm saying? Man. Like he is just, he's just going crazy in the back. And I mean, he has these, these lungs, you know, I, I think he might be a singer when he grows up, but you know, anyway, we're driving down and we got these, you know, um, these babies that are screaming, like as we're approaching downtown, you know, uh, and then, like, once we get downtown, like, he chills out. Wow. You know? And that, and I don't think it was, like, you know, it was like, oh, he chilled out. He, he was like, reading the room. Right, right. He's, he's, he, my, my baby is super perceptive. but uh, <laughs> An aura has that's, appeared around Kenny. That's right. That's Seems right. to be a purplish. That's right. I literally heard, like, because I, I have two kids. <laughs> one is five months and one is, is like, 21 months. He's He's almost 21. two. He looked over at, at the five month old and he said, ah, "Not the time or the place." And I was like, "Whoa!" I was wow. like, "Listen to the wisdom of this kid." Yeah. And so we pull into downtown. We're going down. <laughs> we're going down Elm Street, and yeah. you know, there's just this 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 calm. Like as he's chilled out, there's just this calm, and it's like we're looking at this artwork, and it just it like it really starts to, you know, just kind of hit me in a different way. Just recognizing the place that we are, you know, as a society, like. We was talking, um, we did a Zoom call with my mom, and she was telling me this story. She was six years old um, when um, Martin Luther King got um, got shot and killed at the Lorraine Hotel. And wow. the thing is, we were born in Memphis, and so right. that's, you know, we lived 10 minutes from downtown. Is that right, man? Wow. And so she was under the table, um, you know, while her mom is reading the, you know, the newspaper and reading these different articles and talking about um, Dr. King's assassination wow. and everything. And that's her earliest memory of... Um, you know, like civil rights, um, like the effects of civil rights, um, on the civil rights movement, um, uh, was was Dr. King being shot, and that was like really powerful for her. Uh, and she, I like, she remembers the segregated, um, the segregated water fountain. She, she does, remembers, wow. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, she remembers it's just those. Not things. that long ago, man. You know, it, it was. It wasn't, which is ago. which is so which is so bizarre to think about, um. You know, and so, but we were we were just talking, and she was just saying, like, you know, if if things are gonna change, like we're gonna have to be the ones to change them, mm. you know. And she was she was saying things about how proud like she was of us, you know, like you know, I got um, two brothers, two sisters, you know, and you know, all you know, doing different things to you know try to help, you know, and just kind of you know move things forward and, and create change. Um, she was just, you know, talking about how she, how proud she was of us. But she started talking about how, you know, if anything's going to change, like we're going to have to be the ones to change it, you know. And it's, it's different because I mean, maybe it's, not, it's not necessarily different, I guess. But I think we're in a we're in a different era 
just because we're we're in a place now where you know because of social media because of the internet because of the wide spread of information there is no possible way at this point you can ignore what's going on right you know what i mean i mean you can right you That's can what I was gonna say. I was say, you, you, you can. can but you know honestly it it has to take you know it has to take some work to not know anything that's going on right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, the, the whole, um, you know, if you're not, you know, working to understand, you know, what the problem is, you know, the problem of systemic racism, you're, you're you part know, of the problem. <laughs> you, you are, you know, you're a part of the problem because you're 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 being absolute. It's it's that whole color blindness thing, sure. right? You're being oblivious to the fact that you know uh, that that people are one different, but then two that there are systems that have been put in place from the beginning of from the onset of this country. Honestly, totally. you know, um, and it's it's continued to snowball. You know, and, you know, I'm not saying you got to know the the extreme extent, you know, and have to know, you know, I guess every point in time and every law that has been passed. But I think to to not, you know, have a general awareness of, of you know, at this point that systemic racism, you know, is a thing, you have to just not be, you know, paying attention. Um, sure. And so... You know, but at the same time, I also recognize, um, and I'm I'm a kind of backpedal off that a little bit, you know, because I also recognize there are people who are who are just kind of awakening to to this realization for the first time, and that's not to say oh you're a terrible person or anything like that. I'm not saying that, you know, but you know I'm saying okay now that that you've awakened to this, you have a responsibility, you know, right, and you yeah. know I feel like for yeah. me, you know, like I've you know, somewhat shirked my responsibility in some regard for a long time, you know, because I wouldn't really, you know, pay attention to what's going on in my local elections or, I, you know, just to be honest, you know, but now I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, you got to put, we got to put foot to gravel. You know, I got to know what's going on on the local level. I need to go know what's going on on the state level, you know, and, and then on a, you know, on a national or federal level, I need to know what's going on, you know, because, before when I would feel like and recognize um, or, I, or I would feel like my vote didn't matter, you know, because honestly, my attitude was electoral college is going to do what they want to do anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? My vote, <laughs> no, you know, my vote, my yeah, vote don't nah, matter. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. But the thing is, you know, to 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 just shirk it off as they're going to do what they want to do anyway is me being irresponsible. You know, it's it's me not participating in, you know, what so many people before me have fought and died for me to be able to participate in, you know, because it because it matters. Right. You yeah. know, it's, it's me being irresponsible and it's me not doing my part. Um, and I think with me doing my part and you doing your part and you doing your part and then everybody joining in and doing their part. Yeah. That's what creates change. Sure. Yeah. You well, know, especially at, at the local level. And like that, to me, is maybe more important at this point. Yeah, for man. Me. Like I, I mm -hmm. live in North Carolina, 
this is my I don't I think it's ninth. the ninth year. Yeah. And what how, you've been here for 10 11 years? 10 years, yeah. So and you've been here since college. So what's that? That's 40 years? Oh, <laughs> bruh. I, I was going to say the actual number, but I knew I he was leading to a joke about your age. smart was about so. to come out of your mouth. <laughs> no. All these young bucks, these but whippersnappers. My, uh, my wife has, has family here, and so, you know, we're going to be here. I mean, I, I have family here. Right. Right? So right. I'm, I'm going to be here for a little bit. Yep. Um, I've got extreme community that I love. We're, like, working on things, the three of us. Yep. You know, there's, there's things that we're doing that are, like, hopefully have implications you know, years in the future. So mm-hmm. there's like, I have some allegiance to yeah. the place that I live. Sure. You know, if, if I want my kids to have a better life, if I want my kids to pay attention to the the privilege that they have. But I do want to say that like, you know, me hearing you say like the sense of like shirking responsibility. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I, I actually thought about this. I've thought, thought about this a few times. Um, but I wanted to make sure I said, I said on the podcast um, there is a sense that I've, I've been feeling this like thing in me being somebody that, that can pass. Right. Um, you know, I've said it so many times being the chameleon, being the, being the, the person that can, that can sort of like get into, uh, whatever, right. you know, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not a thing for me. Um, I want to acknowledge that because I don't want to take away from like, my, I think, uh, the thing I want to do a lot of the times is like put my foot in the sand and say like, no, I'm not white and I'm not black or I'm not just those things. At least I am mixed and I will continue to do that. But I I want to say that, um, that doesn't take away from the responsibility of light, especially light skinned people of color, um, from their, their need from my need to acknowledge the privilege that comes with that mm. to our, our brothers and sisters of color that are darker than this and, and will never have that opportunity. Mm. And so I'm saying it to you, Kenny, that I acknowledge it and I'm mm. working on it. You know what wow. I mean? Like right. that's still a thing um, that I think the pride aspect can come in and like cloud that judgment mm. of like, I don't want you to take away from my you know, from my experience, from my culture. So don't say that, I, like, don't lump me in with the other, you know, white folks or whatever. And, and the reality is, even if you don't, mm. there's still privilege and stuff that we benefit from and stuff that we have to acknowledge and be okay with uh, letting go of that pride yeah. and mm. saying, like, yeah, but I will never like you know like Kenny's never gonna pass. Kenny's never. No one is ever gonna see Kenny and accidentally think that he's a white person. So when you, when you say pass, that's what you mean, like pass for white or pass yeah. for yeah. majority. Yeah. Well, and so it's like it's like you know it's it's like you got you got like light skin what uh Latin folks, you got light skin sure. black folks, you got mm-hmm. light skin all that stuff. I yep. mean, I mean it ha- it's ha- it's been happening forever. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you had you had folks ending up in uh, in the hospitals that were for whites only, and then their fa- their family would come and be like, oh oh shoot. Uh, we right. thought he was white, and they'd take you know they'd stop. That's the whole plot of Devil in the Blue Dress. Is it? Yeah, with Denzel Washington. I mean, Denzel Washington wasn't the one that passed. Denzel, white. no, he a, definitely was not. Yeah, there was Unless a lady he was in a blue dress, face, yeah. and I don't think he was doing white no, face. No, is that a thing? Uh, I don't think so. White face? I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Um, 
Tracy Dave tried. Tracy, Tracy, yeah, Tracy, Tracy tried it. to do it on Tracy. Thirty Rock. That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> no, so does uh, so does uh, Dave Chappelle Dave. when he's the newscaster. Oh, yes. he's the newscaster. Yes, that oh, gosh, hilarious. That's so good. But um, <laughs> but I do. I just wanna. I wanted to make sure that I said that on the podcast in the yeah. sense that like there's Thanks, people man. that listen to it and that seem to be listening to it and seem to be hearing. And like I'm not discounting the stuff that um, that I. I don't. I don't want to take for granted the privilege that I've been given. Sure. Even in that, I still. I. I still think I have a unique perspective. I. I still am always going to claim that you know that blackness that's in me. I'm always like you know even at the uh, at the uh, rally there was like part of me that was like I don't know. Has it been summer long enough? Has my skin. <laughs> <has my> skin <laughs> <Right>. dark <laughs> and then and then I was like no I really don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then I looked to my left and to my right and saw. And saw uh, two different black families, and they're like, "No, we're staying in the we're staying in the shade." And I was like, "Damn right, it's hot out here. Like, I'm, staying, <laughs> I'm staying in the shade. Like I'm staying I'm staying in the shade." And you know, and then you're like, you're just joking with everybody, and, it, and it's like, yeah, um, yeah. I just really felt a need to say that, yeah, to say yeah. it out loud and to say it like to, to say that to colorism my, my is, boy, yeah, is still a huge part of this. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and we are. You know, without a, a female voice on this podcast, which a female female voice, uh, which we someday hope to remedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, we didn't talk about this. Oh, okay, well, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, with whether it's uh, you know guests or, or whatever, but but we just want to acknowledge that. But right. even even the whole like concept of beauty for years, like the the darker skinned uh, black girls have not been given credit for being beautiful and mm. typically uh especially on like magazine covers and, and i think this has started to change i mean a few years ago lupita got uh you know beautiful most beautiful woman alive or something like that lupita nuango mm. um but anyway i just wanted to say that agree with you and say that yes colorism is is such a huge part of this because for years so many of the like quote-unquote beautiful black girls were very light-skinned and not to say that they are not beautiful but that that aspect of uh, not not only being black but being dark skinned right is is another mm. layer to this that is totally. uh, constantly present totally right. and and I think I was thinking of this uh, this whole that whole diatribe in the sense of um, it would be ignorant to believe that black folks have that th- that like the image of black folks that's been portrayed on uh, in movies in music in plays uh, over the last you know, for hundreds of years. Right. Um, but really over since, you know, media has been widely available, like it would be ignorant to think that that has not also affected, uh, the minds of black folks uh, on themselves. Mm -hmm. Certainly. So, so I'm saying like, there's a double whammy for me. Um, you know, being, being light. Am I light skinned? Have I said that before? I'm just kidding. You're light skin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I just thought of so many ridiculous things. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was at the, I was at the protests with all y'all, and and I just was. There were several times that I was hit with waves of emotion of just being pr- like extremely proud mm. of my heritage and where I come from, and my, and my you know my black brothers brothers and sisters, and. And and being uh, being surround and then at the same time being surrounded by such a, a diverse group of people, you know, we had right. 
we had Asian folks, we got white folks, we got black folks. Like it just, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, the type of people that we tend to hang out with is just kind of naturally a, like a, 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 a mixed group of people, which is, I think, great yep. and um, very life-giving. Yeah. Um, so I felt incredibly proud being there. You know, it, the, o- the whole thing about this protest was, was that it started in a big... Uh, for all the people not from Greensboro, although there are several people from Greensboro who listen to this, but right, you know, exactly. started in a in in this this big park, and you're just listening to the history of Greensboro and stuff mm-hmm. going on in Greensboro. Yeah. Now, I will say it was incredibly hard to hear, um, so that was one thing that they, I don't think they maybe they didn't realize how many people were going to be there, but we w- <laughs> we had people filling up the streets going to like. All the way to a different street. Couple blocks, like yeah. It was, it was wild, yeah. man. It was, it was a was lot people of people all over the place. It was yeah. awesome. And when we started marching, there was just this, like, I kept, especially when we passed uh, Woolworths and February 1st Drive. Yep. Drive. I don't February know, 1 Plaza. Is it Plaza? Yeah. When we passed that, there was this huge sense of, like, kind of like what you said, but, uh, Doug, but just being part of something. Definitely. Right, so much bigger definitely than yourself, right. and and like you feel somewhat connected to certainly to the people who have, oh, yeah. who have marched and sat before you. Well, and you know? and and at yeah. you know the the Ant four, um, and and all the people who helped who helped them, especially once they you know were well, since it was very it was uh it was publicized and stuff. They were there. They were doing that stuff for six months. You know, this is the Man, beginning. This is so right. wild. This, this is, is not. Beginning. This is not uh, right. like a a quick thing that we we decide to. All right, we protested once. We're good. Right. You know, like that was going on for six months mm-hmm. around the yeah. clock. Somebody, there are people sitting there. Yeah. And being ridiculed and being beaten in some cases. You know, like there's just there's so much to that. I I have a question for you guys, and is. I'm sorry. Finish no, what no, you were no, saying. No. That's it. So I, so I do have a question. Like, what are you guys' thoughts? One of the things that was brought up um, multiple times at the protest uh, was was the whole issue of defunding the police, mm-hmm. um, as in demilitarizing the police. Right. Essentially. And excuse me. Um, and so, you know, for for people who like, what are you guys' thoughts on that? For one, but then two, do it. Um, <laughs> like I think you know, I wonder if there are people out there who are like you know, thinking that that the whole move is to get rid of police. Which I I think there's also an abolition movement, you know, yeah. of abolishing police. Yeah, you know as well. Which you know, I mean, I struggle to say this on on a medium, but you know, we we like to say that this is a safe space. Um, you know, so so for people well, that, and we you say know, that ask their questions, people and can like bring that. us new information, right? Exactly, you know. And so I don't know where I stand with that, just in terms of of abolishing, um, you know, police. Uh, even though it's like I know where you know where it came from, but it, you know, I still have a few questions. You know, I, just as far as policing in the, in the United States of America, you know, um, you know, and I I know where the roots yeah. lie, just in terms of you know going and you know retrieving you know runaway slaves and things right. like that right you know but i wonder was that you know one i wonder was that the case in like other places and things uh, so it's, so i have questions just as far as you know sure. abolishing the police you know but as far as defunding um you know there may be people who are 
you know, thinking that def- defunding the police and abolishing the police are the same thing. You mean like, um, like all lives matter and black lives matter are the same thing. <laughs> right. Those are different things. Are you uh, sure? The, those <laughs> I just don't, I just can't, I can't get on the same page as you oh because gosh, very man. clearly yeah, you're gonna all have, lives you're matter. You're going to have to stay oh on gosh. page four while I'm on. Sarcasm is so thick in the air I can <laughs> taste it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, and so, and so just to kind of clear that up, you know, the whole thing with defunding the police isn't talking about, you know, pulling all the funding from the police and getting rid of, you know, right. police. Um, it's just, it's essentially talking about a redistribution of the funding because it's out of balance. Right. Right. And so you have these large, um, you know, um, policing uh, budgets, uh, whereas, you know, you don't have as much uh, going to uh, housing or you don't have as much going to education or you don't have as much, you know, they're actually pulling money from education, you know, pulling money from housing, you know, and then funding, you know, policing, you know, and they're going out and buying, you know, your tanks and AR-15s and, you know, assault rifles and things like that. order, right? And, on the regular ass citizens. <laughs> the regular ass citizens. I'm just a regular ass citizen. Even though in Greensboro last week you got some you got some white folks, you got four white folks talking about, you know, we're gonna go out and kill some protesters when they get out of line and we're gonna they're in the back of a friggin' pickup truck with with AR with, you know, AR twelves and fifteens yeah. and, and all that stuff. Wow. I didn't see a single police officer do anything about it. Mm. Yeah. But I heard a lot of people talking about uh Oh man, we we broke some windows and oh my gosh, like we gotta shut, we gotta have a curfew, we gotta we gotta make sure we get into our neighborhoods to get everybody out of out of downtown. <laughs> gotta, guys, guys, it's it's hard down here. It's hard. I'm saying, I'm saying. Uh-huh. And so, so I, I think Brandon I'm a, has I'm some feelings little, on it. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. This is ridic- This stuff is ridiculous. Like the the there's no way in hell. That police officers, whose entire goal is to de-escalate situations, should be their entire goal. One hundred, yeah, purpose. you're right. You're right. Their, their, their purpose, their purpose yes. should be to de-escalate situations yep. and to protect and serve citizens. If they want to be, they should like put that on the car or something, you know, to protect and protect serve. and serve. You know, that'd be weird. Maybe it would help them remember. I don't think so, because I think it is in fact on the is it on, on the, the cars car? and they're not oh, doing man. it mm. or not. Enough of them are doing that, or not enough right. of them so are not stepping to say, up and to so their, not to say to because their I know some very good and sisters yes. in arms. Uh, yes, I know some do. very good, you know, stand-up police officers who do yep. a great job. They do their job. To, They're to passionate about out the crap that I'm saying. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. I mean, we yes. want we want balance. You know, I mean, we do want balance. You know, but I I don't disagree with you just in the sense of they're like there are police that are wilding out and. You and know, to to put it very lightly, right? You know, in a in a colloquial term, you know, they're they're wilding out, and so you know, there doesn't need to be. They don't they don't need to look like the the U.S. Army, right? You and know, even for hundred percent, they do not need to look like the U.S. Army. They yeah. should go to the army if that's what they would like to look like, which they can do, absolutely. Even for the good police officers, of which there are many. They are still existing in a broken system. Mm-hmm. So they're set up, yeah. They're basically they're set, set up to, to fail. Yeah. they're set up to um, be protected by their department and by the people in in charge. They're set up to 
get away with things. I mean, I I heard, um, I think it was on 60 Minutes, they said the officer that was uh, responsible for uh, the actual murder of George Floyd, although all four of the men were involved, the officer that was kneeling on his neck um, had 18 police brutality counts against him mm. previous to that. Because there's just a history in that specific department, <laughs> again, uh, which is a part of a larger system that mm. protects officers and protects those, even those who step outside the lines and so often step outside the lines that while he is kneeling on George Floyd's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, makes eye contact with someone filming him and still thinks, I'll be fine. The man underneath his knee is begging for his life, pleading with him that he cannot breathe, and he is so fearless about the consequences of what will happen to him because he has that badge. It does not at all motivate him to move, get up, shift, to stop killing the man. So... Yes, there are police officers. Yes, there are probably an overwhelmingly amount of good police officers. And I would say they still all exist in a broken system. Right. Well, and, and to, to add to that, I mean, I, I think I have two, two semi-quick things. But the first one is you see his fellow police officers, like, around him in the video. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a 17-year-old filming that wow. exchange. Wow. You know, and four who, grown men who is now being bullied, by the way, sure. is being mm. bullied uh, for not stepping in. I'm like, mm. what? What is a 17 year old girl going to do against four armed armed yeah. officers mm. who aren't doing anything to stop this anyway? Right. That like I think that's like the bigger thing is like, you know, it. I don't know what their intention would be. Like, would they be would if they were in the same position, would they hear the pleas of of that of of people screaming and, and asking them to like, you know, if he's begging right. for if George Floyd was begging for his life, would any of the other three officers that have were gotten involved, up. would they have gotten up? Maybe. I mean, maybe. But they didn't do anything to help. Right. In that in, in and they had damn near ten minutes to to do something. Um, but I, and, but I, I will say, and I think I need to say it because I'm, I'm obviously like this, I'm being super sarcastic and, <laughs> and all that stuff, but like, I'm on my way back from the, um, from the protest, I'm in the car and I get a, I get an Instagram message from my buddy who is, who works for the, the, uh, for the police department in San Francisco. Yeah. And he's like, Hey man, just want to let you know, like, I hope that you're being safe. Be careful out there. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. And I said, you know, I, I grew up with you. Like, sure. I want you to, I hope you're safe too. Like, right. you know, I, I hope that everything's, you know, okay with you. And he said, yeah, it's my first day off, you know, eight day in like eight days. And you know, I got, you know, this afternoon off or whatever. Wow. And then I got to go back. I asked wow. him if he had to, have you been in, had to hold any lines or how's it been? And you know, he's, he's like, we're just, we're, you know, they give it, they're giving us orders. We're just doing right. what we have. Like, you know, I've held the line a few times. Mostly it's, fairly peaceful and then we but but when we have to you know when somebody gives the curfew or that the the unlawful assembly that's when we have to go in and do our thing Hmm. and you're like you know you you have a lot of people who are just trying to do their job and who who started this job uh just wanting to make the lives better for other people Mm. it's unfortunate that um that these these terrible the quote-unquote bad apples it's terrible that mm. these are the people mm-hmm. who are are making the national headlines. And really, I I think I said earlier that they if they want to if they want to be um, 
in the army or like look like they're in the army. They should just go to the army. But actually, we don't want them either. No, yeah, they they yeah, shouldn't be right, given. Right. They should not be given weapons. They should not be given the license to like inflict damage on people. Um, there should be much higher scrutiny of of the police because because I don't want to get rid of the police because I believe that like we would descend into anarchy without police officers. But what this is, is not what I want, right? Because I equally get terrified of the police. In fact, the curfew, like, it was interesting looking at how my white friends uh, interacted with the curfew. Totally. As compared to... Totally. As compared to my, you know, the my BIPOC. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm not going out anywhere. There's no way. I'm not going... I, I don't want to be caught out. And, and yep. prob- again, probably nothing's going to happen. But I don't want to. I don't want to be there nope. if something does. Well, man, like so. A real talk. Like Saturday, we, a group of us got together, and the majority of the group was black. A couple of us were white guys, and I kid you not, man, we planned our day based on getting everybody home by curfew because I had a legitimate fear of you guys as my black brothers being out after eight o'clock. If I was spent the afternoon with all white dudes, I don't know that I would have been worried about it. I mean, I went to a friend's house last week, and I got to his house at 7.30. I didn't leave till almost 10, but I'm justifying in my head. It's like five minutes away. I'm white. You know what I mean? Like that's such a legitimate mm-hmm. part of the conversation around the curfew is like, is it weird for grown men to start hanging out at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, a little bit. But that's what we did because we wanted some time together, mm-hmm. and we couldn't start it at 7. It was Saturday. It was fine. It was Saturday. It was fine. And you, you know? think about too because, um, you know, the, like the George Floyd – um, murals downtown that got vandalized. Right. Um, you know, a few after other hours. murals got after vandalized curfew. after after curfew. Yep. You know, where were where were the police then? Right. You know, where where well, were they, you know they were people the stopping them to trying to make sure that everybody was stayed in their house. So yeah. you know, and so I don't know, and so it's, it is a you know. If one for anybody that's like, oh, is that still a thing? Y- yes, it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. It's still a thing. It is still a thing, um, you know. And then I think, too, you know, thinking about the difference between um, the difference between how I guess blacks and whites interact with police, um, you know, makes me think about, you know, you know, I guess going back to you know, kind of that conversation about like what you tell your kids. And things like that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and thinking about like what I'm gonna have to tell my kids about how to interact with police. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, thinking about what my parents, you know, told me about you know interacting with police. You know, and like I've talked to you know white friends who, you know, who are like you know yo the police. You know, you you ask them about you know what do you think about police or what are your what's your first thought. It comes police. They say protection, sir. Right. You know, when I see police, I feel safe. Right. You know, and that is not my first right. uh, thought uh, just, when I think about police. Right. When I when I think about police, I'm like, man, I better be buttoned up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, yeah. I, I start patting my pockets and every everything. Sure. Any, like, I don't even smoke weed. I was like, dang, do I got any weed on? Right. Me? I gotta make sure. <laughs> I don't know if it happened. I got a to double check. Yeah, somebody threw it over the balcony. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
I gotta make sure one hundred percent they're not gonna find any drugs that I don't smoke. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they're I'm like, ask you, you know, the question, and you're gonna say, oh, "Shit, I don't even know." Right. I don't think so. I don't, I don't even think so. know. I don't think so. But think so. Yeah, I mean, and really, what we're talking about is inherent trust and inherent distrust. Right. And this is getting back to the whole defund the police. That's a fairly new idea. Uh, for for me at least, I, I had not heard that talked about a lot. I've heard I've heard the phrase thrown out, but that's very much a part of the conversation. Um, in the last week or two, I woke up my child. Oh no, we were talking too loud. Oh sorry, sorry Theo. Up. Sorry, go back to sleep. Was it Theo or Lincoln? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Theo. It's Theo. It's it's Theo. We're being it's too fine. loud. Sorry. He's fine. Um, but anyway, getting back to the whole idea about defunding the police, like I said, it's it's fairly. Even though I've heard the phrase before, it's it's a lot more popularized now in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting idea. Um, if if you have any questions about. Uh, the right way to do it. Watch propaganda's video on on TikTok. So good. Um, it's using such Cheerios, using Cheerios and putting <laughs> them in different bowls. It's so simple and beautiful and so smart. Um, the hip hop artist, I think it's Prop Hip Hop on TikTok. Anyway, um, but I say all that to say, if you are a part of a people group, in this case, uh, black people, who believe that this organization is out to murder and and destroy your life and and throw you in jail unjustly, keep you in jail unjustly, it makes total sense to me that you would throw energy and weight behind defunding that organization. Now, in this case, we're talking about the police, but which is a government-sanctioned, <laughs> like, th- I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know any other way to say it, but it's a government-sanctioned, like, crime family, basically, because they are killing black people. If you are fearful for your life, why would you not want that organization defunded? That makes total sense to me. So even though I don't think that my individual life is threatened, and even though, like you, Brandon, I think some level of police department is helpful and necessary. Oh, that I, I doesn't change. I'm terrified of police. Right, right, right. I know. And that's what I'm saying, man. Like, for people that are, I guess I'm speaking for people that are, like, hypercritical of that phrase, defund the police, just, I mean... We talk and about, think about we talk about empathy so often. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, think of it as you know when people say defund education, you know right. they're not talking about you know we're gonna close down all the schools, right? You know they're just talking about we're gonna take the money from uh, from the schools and you know take away recess. We're gonna take away the children's joy, right? And we're not gonna give them books. No more no more art projects. For the right, kids. and so yeah. we're just gonna take away the police joy and yeah. not gonna give them guns. You know, I'm just kidding. We're yeah. I mean, I, I just say all that to say, That's like, the one I'm not a part of. <laughs> right. We talk about empathy a lot on this podcast because it's so necessary. But if, if you can have empathy for someone who is afraid for their life, it makes total sense that they would want that organization to be defunded. Right. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I hear you. And I'm also thinking, like, in the same way that I feel like white people have, like, an equal stake. In, in like police brutality yeah like it, it doesn't take like like i think empathy is incredibly like is, is very much needed mm-hmm. especially when you're saying the phrase black lives matter because right. because because uh bipoc don't believe that their lives matter like that's the that's the problem right so you're saying in order for all lives to matter black lives have to matter first in order for all the rest the same for like to, to me that's the same thing for um it's the same thing for, for defunding the police. Police officers are meant to protect. They're meant to serve. That's what their that's what their primary stake is, right? That's what that's what at least that's what the belief is. Right. So if that is the case, 
then then why would we give them military style assault weapons? The military is meant to go in and inflict as much pain on their enemy as possible, more mm. pain than they inflict on them, mm. right? Like they are, our military is known for going in and being able to destroy mercilessly the people that that come up against them. That that's not what we want from our police officers. So if that's not what we want from our police officers, why would we give them assault-style weapons? Why would we give them tanks? Right. Why would we give them riot gear and SWAT gear and all that kind of stuff? Mm. And it's because we're telling them, kill or be killed. Right. And, and, well, and the, and it's, and the it's people they're killing are citizens. Mm. Yes. yes. Yes, white, but yes, black. You know, it's the, the mantra, the unspoken, maybe it is spoken. I've never been to the police academy, but it feels like the unspoken mantra. Well, it's half as long as a beautician's license, just so you know. Oh, there you go. That's something. So. I mean, are you serious? Yeah. Hey, man. Cosmetics not is kidding. important. It's like 850 hours is like the average length of the academy. Yeah. Of a police academy. And the, and obviously there's more if you become like a detective or something else. Beautician school that's is like 17. Beautician school is like 1600. Oh my gosh. That that's crazy. Deep. But I just say that to say like, if it, it feels like the unspoken mantra is kill or be killed. Yeah. And that is not a protect and serve uh, mandate. That is a militarized war zone mandate. Right. And that's, just that needs to change. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and 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 you know, it's unfortunate. What was that dude's name who killed all the folks um, in South Carolina? Dylan Roof. That's it. They took him to McDonald's. Burger King, but yeah, exactly. Arrested him peacefully. Took him to McDonald's. Did George Floyd get some McDonald's? Nope. Dylan Roof had nine bodies on him black bodies from a church yeah. George Floyd was suffocated in less than nine minutes yeah it yeah I just I just it's very clearly it's very clearly a systematic issue you know like it's part it's ingrained in what people are taught and and when you when you add When you add guns and quote unquote protection and all that kind of stuff, when you add that to like what people's bias already is, and then on top of it, you add, okay, well, now you got to read, you know, look for the out of state -state tags and and look for certain types of cars and if they're tinted too much and if, like, you know, if they're acting fidgety, if they're doing this, like, you know, you're they're teaching you how to interpret all those, all those cues, all those unspoken cues. but you you put that on top of a people who are already terrified right. of the police, right. and then you have people say things like, "Well, why would you be terrified of the police if you didn't do anything?" So ridiculous. Like it's written into into black folks' DNA. Right. It, this is you. You're just like pr- uh, peacefully protesting, and they'll stick the dogs on you. Yep. You're peacefully protesting, protesting, and they they'll shoot you with uh, fire hoses. Well, these are the people that are here for me. <laughs> They're not right. protecting me. And it's the, it's the reason that Trump can look at armed white citizens with AR-15s marching into a government building to protest wearing masks on their face when they go to Walmart and say that these are good people that need to be listened to and then look at uh, protesters made up of black people who are tired of being killed and call unarmed. them thugs. Unarmed. Unarmed, unarmed black unarmed. protesters. And the, our president calls them thugs. You know, 
the double standard is rampant. The um, uh, the excuses for white people and the demonization of black people is just it's it's rampant, and it's starting in the highest office in our land. And anyone that wants to believe the best about white people and the worst about black people is, are empowered by that man. So, who's that man? Donald Trump. Oh, I, so. I wasn't sure. So, uh, a couple things. Take us home, Kenny. Take us home. I'm going to play some uh, for gospel. The, gospel <laughs> for those of you who think gospel music is going too far, you think, yo, I've been getting out of some, some Kirk Franklin lately. Here he goes. Um, for those of you who are wanting to look into, like, next steps, right? So we, you know, protested. You yes, know, sir. we've had conversations. We've been talking about this for mm. the past eight weeks, right? Or so, ish, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, I think we had, um, I think we had show notes. Uh, I think we had uh, some links in the show notes. If not, we'll have them definitely this week. Um, but if you're looking for, le- for, for next steps, we're going to provide some resources um, for you to do so. Uh, or for you to to learn what next steps are um you know a lot of it has to do with you know knowing what's going on just as far as your local elections the things that um that are happening um you know just in terms of you know the police department uh and um um like police brutality and injustice those happen on you know those decisions are made on the local level um, and so knowing what's going on, you know, on the local level, knowing who's being elected to sheriff, who's being elected to, um, that's right. You know, uh, police deputy or, you know, city council, um, city council. Yeah. Um, you know, mayor, mayor. They, were, they were coming for the mayor of Greensboro rising. Yeah, they, really they were. were, they were, uh, you know, and so knowing those things, you know, researching these people and I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know. Like super extensive, you know. You don't have to write, be able to write a thesis on them. But I mean, you can get a a good gist of what the person stands for, um, you know. And I mean, I'm do I mean do as much research as 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 you can, you know, because it's important. Um, but know what's going on. Look and see. Okay, what's on the ballot? What laws are on the ballot? Um, what do they mean? You know, what are the different, you know, laws mean, you know, kind of weed through the jargon a little bit. Um, and then, you know, and then take your stand, you know, based on what you find there. Um, and so we'll have some links that'll that'll be able to help you do that. Um, yep. You know, some other links. Uh, I've been listening to a really good podcast. I mean, you know, even in, uh, we're going to promote another podcast on a podcast. Yep. Um, but there's. <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's this podcast uh, called Scene on Radio. Yeah, and uh, and there's season like I I started in season two. I I didn't listen to their first season, um, but the season season two was uh, extremely relevant. I mean, other things are relevant to what's going on uh, right now as well. But um, there's a they did a series. Um, it's like a docu uh, audio documentary um, called Seeing Whiteness. 
And they're going through and they're examining and exploring where the whole concept of race and, and the concept of whiteness oh, wow. came from. Cool. Right? And it is <laughs> Brandon pointed at Doug. <laughs> I felt some type of way said, about that. He said he said you need to listen to that. But uh, <laughs> whiteness. <laughs> but yeah, and so uh that so that's their been, arc for season two. Right. Okay. Right. That has been so eye opening. Great. Um you know, for me, um, and and I mean, and I'm I'm a you know a black male, you know, but you know, seeing and and understanding where the whole construct of race came from, mm. uh, you know, and really like uh, being forced to think about, you know, how I think about race, you know, and being able to see like if you're looking for evidence that, um, uh, that that uh race is an institution that has been set into um into the fabric of you know the united states as a yeah. country yeah this is a good place to, cool. to start because you're, you're talking to you know he's he's interviewing uh, professors you know at clemson at penn state at wow you know um you know, Princeton and, you know, different, different, uh, you know, authors, you know, who've studied this and sociologists and anthropologists and, um, you know, so he's, he's, uh, he's, he's making this, this case, um, you know, and it's very well researched and very well thought out, very well explained. And so, uh, it's a great listen. Okay. Um, you what know, was I highly again? recommend it's called, it's, it's called seen on radio, um, uh, is the podcast seen S C E N E S-C-E-N-E, like, cut and seen boom you know seen on radio great uh and then uh seeing uh whiteness okay white um is the uh is the the name of the series their season two series okay and so i highly recommend it um just because it's so good so cool i want to say one more thing yep before we wrap this mother up Um, I do, I do want to give, uh, at least for Saturday, I'm not saying for everything else, I'm not making any other judgments or any other statements. I'm saying, I know that I, for one, kid a lot and I will, I'll double down on my sarcasm and all that stuff. And sometimes I can put my foot in my mouth, <laughs> but I will say that as far as Saturday is concerned, the give a shout out to the Greensboro police department. Mm. I don't feel like, like I felt very, very much like at the when protest. I passed them at the protest, yep. when I passed them with all the other people, when we were screaming out, you know, something, these racist ass police, <laughs> <laughs> um, they weren't trying, you know, like, at least like the people that I interacted with. And I feel like, I mean, I watched thousands of people march pa- past them chanting the same thing. Yeah. I will say that I don't, f- I did not see um, any sort of instigation happening. Right. I didn't um, even in, get the sense that, that they were on edge. No. I felt like they were trying to shut down the streets for us. Yeah. Let us, let us protest. Let us do our thing. Yeah. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I felt any less, you know, uncomfortable. Sure. But I will say that I I wasn't seeing any like, you know, like threatening actions or anything like that, and I I didn't hear about anything yeah. happening either, That's other than uh, streets being shut down so that some other protesters who were trying to come downtown didn't feel like they were able to get downtown. Right. 
Well, and we want to make sure that we say that in, in, in a vacuum because they have a history of, of some problematic oh, behavior 100%. like anybody else. I 100%. mean, the family of Marcus Smith, who was killed in Greensboro, yes, was, was right. at the protest. Right. So uh, very, very powerful to have them incredibly right. powerful. there. Um, I'm saying it as a as like a yeah, eth- like people who listen. Credit where credit my is due. Fr- yes, right? credit where credit is due. And then where my friends are concerned and people listening, like. Eat the meat and leave the bones. Sure. I'm yep. going to say some dumb things sometimes. <laughs> and, like, it's okay to, like, not agree with everything, but it's not okay to throw everything out the window. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. And some things, like, some of the uh, some of the chicken, what are those? Some of the chicken wings are going to be good. Some are flats, which are great, and some are drums. And some are boneless. Yeah. Shout out to boneless wings, man. I love boneless wings. You don't? I love them. Oh, I love them too, man. No, I, I know. I don't. All, I don't feel like as I legit mean, when I'm eating boneless, no, but they're good. No, no, no. First I mean, of all, bone in. I mean, bone bone in Second is better all, if you're cooking it at like the family. Like if you're at like a black barbecue, and you show up with some boneless wings, one. they're gonna throw the, they're gonna throw the wings out. I don't think so. I think they're gonna eat them. Oh, well, not, not my grandpa in Alabama. He's in my family. We'll just eat the catfish. I don't even know why you brought this. You know, but we're just gonna look at your side eyes. Yo, you brought bone in. You no, know. he wouldn't cook it. But it thi- but this is the thing. <laughs> I just got hip to chicken thighs. Hmm. Chicken thighs are so good, bro. Really? Yeah, they you are can, like, so you much can feel that juicier back. than bro. chicken breast. It's too late. I've been show. living my life wrong for so many okay. years. Chicken thighs, man, that's the best. Change your life, chicken. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll we'll give a link to that. <laughs> Look the, the 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 title the title to this podcast is gonna be Chicken Talks. Chicken no, Talks with, a, with a question mark. Chicken Talks. Should, do you think we should pivot the show uh-huh. to no longer talking about race, but talking about racial based cooking? Oh my! Gosh. Oh snap! <laughs> That's a great idea. Black, white, and mixing it up. Oh, oh. that was off the dome, boys. I love it. I Listen, love it's it. It's too late so. the show to uh, bring this up. But you're but going to f- anyway. Food uh, doesn't taste different. I mean, it's just. What are you talking about? It's just Dad? food. You just eat it and shut up. I mean, mm-hmm. I just. Oh my gosh! You just. Chicken, but that is, do you feel like that way about drinks too? Like okay, you just, we. You just I mean, it's Mountain Dew. Okay, we, we need to wrap this up. We need to wrap this up. Your life. What? Because I know somebody else who does this. Who like food doesn't matter them to th- matter to them at all. I, I, ju- I mean, th- this th- is going down chicken here. T- chicken going is chicken. To. It doesn't. It okay. no, no chicken is not chicken. And with that, chicken is not chicken. We, we lost. You can come over to my house and no, I will. Won't. No, he won't. I'll come over to your house and I'll eat we, it. This is what we're going to do. Like I'll be happy no, 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 to no. eat it. We're I got to eat some, every we're day. We're going to put some chicken breasts on the grill and we're going to put some chicken thighs on the grill, right? And then. All. Yeah, you're going to eat them all. But the thing is, you'll be able to tell the difference. I guarantee you'll be able to tell the difference. I don't think I will. And I'm not saying that they're different. I'm saying I don't think I will tell them different. One is going to be drier. Uh huh. The chicken breasts, they they dry out so much faster than chicken thighs. Dude, I don't. I mean, they dry out faster. No, they dry out faster. We need to not talk about this because now we're going to start talking about like how to marinate your chicken. And it's a whole nother thing. Black white mix people. Black white mix it up. Whatever people. the opposite of a foodie is, that's me. That's pretty mm. sad. That's kind of garbage can eater. And now I'm garbage very, very can <laughs> eater. Now I see why you eat the way that you eat, and it makes way more sense. How do I? Eat? I eat very poorly. You eat worse than I do. I eat worse and than I anyone I know. And they and they both weigh like 140. Just about 30 pounds seconds ago, when you were each. talking about how important eating is, I said I have to eat every day. I know. 
That's the way I feel about food. <laughs> Close this out. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Black, White, and Mixed. Uh, we want to thank you for listening and supporting the show. As always, we want to encourage you to get involved and be a part of the conversation with us. Get involved. That was so beautiful. Mm. With that said, I'm Doug Ogden. <laughs> I'm Brandon Johnson. And I am Kenny Roberts. <laughs> We're going to talk to y'all again soon. Somebody save me. No, this man said it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> save me. That chicken doesn't taste different. Really? I said food doesn't taste different. No, he specifically said So, So I think we should test this out. We're going to put we're gonna put a, a, a bone of chicken wing in our mouth. And we're put it in a Thanks for listening to Black, White, and Mixed. We'd love to have you engage with us and to be a part of the conversation, so please send us an email at bwmpodcastmail at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at blkwhtmxpodcast. Black, White, Black, White, and Mixed. Black, White, and Mixed. Come on.